Welcome to Illuminating the Scriptures, a study of Nevi'im. In this series, we explore the words of the prophets and delve into the meaning and significance of these sacred texts. Sefer Yeshaya, the book of Isaiah, chapter 10, verses 5 through 19. This passage speaks about the haughtiness of Assyria and God's reaction or God's uh, response to that haughtiness. This passage is, in a certain sense, a continuation of a previous passage. The previous passages described Israel's corruption, their moral decay, and the punishment that God is going to bring upon them. And the, the final touch in the punishment is the Assyrian invasion. Assyria itself is going to be crushed because of their haughtiness. And that will bring about would be one of the pieces in God's plan to bring about Israel's a turning of Israel's heart, which we'll read about that in the next passage. In this passage, the focus is a serious haughtiness and God's response to that haughtiness. Verse 5. Hoy, Ashur, Shevet, Api. Hoy, again, is a cry of emotion. Ashur, Assyria, Shevet, Api. The staff of my wrath, the, the stick which God uses to express or to bring down his wrath, his anger in this world. It's a staff in their hand. It's a stick in their hand. Zami, my anger. In other words, the might of the Assyrian Empire and their desire to capture different countries and be aggressive is all an expression of God's anger. Against the two-faced nation. Well, this is verse 6. Against the two-faced nation will I send them. And the nation of my anger that has aroused my anger, I will command them to take booty and to uh, take plunder. In other words, God is sending Assyria against the Jewish people who are two-faced. Two-faced can be understood actually in two ways. It could be two-faced towards God. On the one hand, they have these outwards expressions of religiosity, yet on the inside they're corrupt, or it could be towards one another, and probably both are true, and the Jewish people have aroused God's anger, and God is sending the Assyri- the might of the Assyrian Empire against this nation to take booty and to plunder. And he said him as trampling like the mud in the streets. There is, on a simple level, this is simply a metaphor of to, you know, to crush the wickedness in Israel, but there's a underlying thought in this metaphor of the word chaymer, mud, is the word that's used to describe the mud that with which you make bricks out of or clay objects out of. And the point is God wants to bring Israel, break its society, and turn it back into the raw material to build a renewed Israel, an Israel that is that is loyal to God and turns back to God. Verse 7, But he, that's Assyria, doesn't think so, doesn't imagine so. Ulavavai and his heart like He doesn't he he's does not his thought process, that's not the way he is uh, thinking about it. In other words, he's not thinking that he's a tool in God's hands to uh, bring out punishment against those who have sinned. In his heart it's all about utter destruction. to completely eradicate nations. not just a few. In other words, he thinks it's his business to just go out there and crush nation after nation. Another way of understanding the last phrase, is 
without leaving a remnant. That he wants to crush, crush nations without leaving any remnants. Kiyomar, because he is saying to himself, this is Assyria, this is verse 8, Assyria is saying to himself, My officers together are kings. In other words, Assyria was a such a mighty empire. It had captured many empires and enslaved them and made them vassal states. So where other kings would look down and say, that's my officer, that's my cabinet minister, that's my general, that's my uh, treasury minister. He would say, that's a king of a different country who I have made my my uh, you know my officer. In other words, he was yeah. a king above kings, and that's that's part of his haughtiness. Halech Kalnoi is Kalnoi not like Kharkemish in like Arpad Hamas. This verse nine is Hamas not like Arpad in like Damascus. Shemrain is Shemrain, the capital of of the ten tribes, not like Damascus. These are names of cities and countries or capital cities. And the point is he's saying is that these, each of these cities, I took them in one after the other. And one is like the other. I didn't find any difference between one and the next. And I just captured them one after the other. Kasher Matsuyadi. It's like my hand found it. In other words, found the ability. To the kingdoms of the idols of Sileim and their statues, the Mirshalayim and Mishamrein, were even more than those statues of Jerusalem and Shemrein. This is verse 10. So this is all part of what Assyria is saying. It's saying that I was able to overcome these nations that worshipped the various idols again in Assyria's mind. These would have been powers that stood in his way. And these nations have more idols than Jerusalem and Samaria, and I captured them. So there's no reason I shouldn't... His, in, in, implication is there's no reason, no reason I shouldn't capture Jerusalem and Shemrein. Rashi brings down a teaching of the sages that the words of Sileim and their idols, Mishlaim and Mishamrein, that Jerusalem and Samaria supplied the idols to these other nations, surrounding nations. And uh, the, the, the argument of the Assyrians or the Assyrian king is that if that's the source of the idols which were supplied to the other people and they the, the people didn't stand in my way, I, I should be able to capture the source as well. Haloi. Is it not so that Kasher Asisi was Shemrein that I have done? This is verse eleven. Like I have done to Samaria, and her idols came Eselushalayim. So will I do to Jerusalem, Vlatzabel, and to her uh, objects of worship, to her idols. Verse twelve. shall be When Hashem will accomplish all of His action, all of His work, of in the mountain of Zion. And in Jerusalem, and the action that God is planning to accomplish is the suffering that He's bringing upon the Jewish people that live in Jerusalem, in order to refine them. Efkaide, I will take account. This God speaking, I'll pregaide on the fruit of the haughtiness of Levav Melech Asher, the heart of the king of Assyria, Valtiferes, and on the glory Rum Enov of the arrogance of his eyes. In other words. God is going to do two things over here. He's going to use Assyria to to cause suffering to Israel, to bring them to repentance. But then, when that's done, when that, that, that work is accomplished, then he's going to remember and take account of the haughtiness and the arrogance of the king of Assyria. And verse 13 continues with the description of the thoughts of arrogance that Assyria had. Ki Omar, this is what Assyria is saying. Ki Omar, because he has said, it's all with the strength of my own hand that I have done. And with my own wisdom, because, because I, 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 I have 
achieved understanding. I have removed the boundaries of the nations. In other words, the nations were like nothing to me. I moved the boundaries from place to place. And their wealth or their treasures I have trampled or I have taken from myself. And I have brought down people who dwell in mighty places. In other words, he's, he's just saying, I, I, I'm such a great, I'm so powerful that I've just, you know, just moved countries, uh, you know, n- nations were nothing in front of me. Their, their wealth was nothing and their, their fortified places were nothing. I just was able to overcome all of that. But Tim Tzachakein Yadi, is verse 14, my hand found like a nest, l'chelo amim, to the wealth of the nations. King of Assyria is still talking over here and he's describing how easy it was for him to gather the wealth of the nations. It's like someone who goes and gathers uh, the eggs of wild birds that make their nests in different places on grass, and he just walks over and just picks up the eggs. Like the gathering of abandoned eggs. The entire land I have gathered in. No one wagged the wing or, or flapped the wing or opened his mouth for chirp. Using this metaphor as if there's some way you try to gather birds, the, the eggs of birds, the birds try to fight with you, uh, you know, flap their wings aggressively against you. And no one did that. It's, it was so easy for me to just gather the wealth of the nations that as if I'm gathering eggs and no birds are even standing in my way. Now, verse 15 is part of God's response to that. Is it appropriate for the axe to glorify himself over the one who is? chopping with it, who was carving with it, in Yisqad al-Hamasar, can the saw be arrogant al-Manifai, on the one who lifts it, kahanif shevet es as if the staff, the stick, picks up the one who is picking him up. In other words, what God is telling the king of Assyria, or responding to him, is if a person is holding an axe and swinging it, is it appropriate for the axe to consider itself as if it's the one who is is uh, swinging it, or if a person's carrying a stick, is it appropriate for a stick to think that he is picking up the one who is picking the stick up? Kaharim mata, like the stick is being picked up, loy eight, as if it's not a piece of wood. In other words, the king of Assyria is just a tool in God's hand, yet the king of Assyria thinks about himself, or the people of Assyria think about themselves, as if they're the ones that's, that are generating the movement over here, and they're not just a piece of wood. Lachain, verse 16, Lachain, therefore, Yishalach Adon Hashem Tzavakais, the Lord, uh, the Master, the, the Lord of Hosts, will send the Mishman of Razain against his fat one. Uh, Razain is is the opposite of fatness. It's it's like uh, you know, like a person is thinned out with starvation, and so fatness is used always to, to imply wealth, power, satisfaction, and this thinness. Razain is is the description of of, you know, a nation that's ravaged and, and destroyed. So God is going to send against his fat ones, the haughty ones, the ones that are powerful and have so much power in their hands, Rosan, they're going to turn into nothing. And in, in place of his glory, they'll burn a burning like the burning of fire. This is obviously a, a metaphor describing the destruction of the Assyrian army. Which was described, which was destroyed, not through a physical fire, but the angel of the Lord came and destroyed the army, as is described later on. And it's, it's saying that's what's going to happen. It's going to be as if it was burnt by fire. Vahaya, 
or Yisrael Eish, the light of Israel will be to the fire, or Kedoshai, and the whole, his holy one, that means the holy one of Israel, this is verse 17. Lelahava will be the flame, Uvara, and will consume, it will burn, Vachlan, will consume Shisai Shmirai, his thorns and his thistles, Mechad, in one day. In other words, God, who's the light of Israel and the holy one of Israel, is going to destroy his the thorns and the thistles of of Assyria's army, which means say that the, his multitude of soldiers is going to be destroyed in one day, as if through a fire. And the glory of his forest and his fruitful orchard, it will it will destroy from soul to flesh. It will be like that which crumbles through the worm. In other words, like when the worms consume the wood, they turn into something brittle that just crumbles away and just melts away. And and in other words, it will, his, it will, his, it's, we're using the metaphor of a forest over here, of gigantic pieces of gigantic trees. So we have like the thorns in the thickets, like the underbrush of the forest, like the multitude of soldiers. And the forest and the fruitful orchard are the officers and the powerful people and the... In, in the army, and all of that will be destroyed from soul to flesh, which would imply it is not a regular destruction, it's a destruction which works outwards from the inside. In other words, it starts with the soul or the spirit of the person and destroys outwards with the flesh, which is a spiritual destruction that came about through the angel. And the rest of the trees of his forest, will be but a small number, a small child will be able to write them down. It will be so few left that, that even a child who doesn't really know how to count will be able to mark down how many of them there are. There will be so few survivors from that, uh, you know, from the angels' destruction of the Syrian camp. So again, to recap, the this passage described the the haughtiness of Assyria. Assyria was a tool in God's hands to punish the Jewish people. But Assyria doesn't see it that way. Assyria sees it as that they're all powerful and they're more powerful than God. They don't see themselves as a tool in God's hands. They and and therefore they'll they'll be destroyed. They'll be destroyed. And and as we'll see in the next passage, this is part of the process of bringing Israel to repentance. And we'll read about that in the next passage.